Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Is there anything more important in this life? Really enunciated that one. <clears throat> important in this life mm-hmm. than consistency? Mm. Good question. I was I was kind of debating at the last moment when I got to the then whether I would go through with my legit point oh, of did consistency. You, did you call an audible? Okay, or, no. or throw in something random. Like, there is nothing more important in this life than empanadas. <laughs> Which, although also true. There uh, are more important things, for sure. Yes, although it is sure. the most important thing in this life, there are also more important things. Correct. That is the dichotomy of life. It is true. That is the circle of life. The circle of life. That's it. That's it. Thank That's you. it. Uh, and I'm glad that we're opening with a, a little bit of a, a musical reference because we have a musician among us. That's true. And a comedian. And a comedian. And, and, an, and an actor. And an actor. And an attorney. Triple threat. Yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, a biker. Is there an is there like a EGOT equivalent for for like law? Is there like a law award? Yeah. That you can get. You can be like the 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 EGOT L. The the <laughs> the, the attorney actor. Singer, comedian. Oh, so it's got Ask. Ask winner, C.R. Parsons. C.R. Parsons. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's How are been you guys too, doing? too long. It has been a while. It's been quite a while. I know it. It was, I, know. I think, pre-pandemic. Absolutely I was. believe it was. Was yeah, it? I believe it was. And I think, did we record at my place? Was that where we were? We, when we did don't the, remember. We did the Parsons of Anarchy uh-huh. episode. I do remember that. I don't that. remember if we were at the... We might have been at the studio then. Could have been the, at the studio. The, at the, there was a studio. There I, was. Do you remember that? Barely. I just remember I was here once. I was at your place once. I was at the studio at least once. See? Man. So, so some I might have been P4. Yeah. Something, you know? Four. I, well, when do we start giving guests the jacket? The gold jacket. The gold jacket. <laughs> you know when they hit like maybe five appearances. Although five ours wouldn't be. Ours, ours definitely would be gold. Gold's gaudy. I don't like gold. Yeah. Ours could be um, green. green. <laughs> but that's 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 golf. Not anymore. Yeah, Not, it is. We're taking it. Not the same kind of green. Here's what I want. I I want the masters to know. The Masters, did they do green or gold? Which one was uh, Happy Gilmore and which one's real? Because one of them is gold and one's green. I can't remember if they did gold jacket in Happy Gilmore or if it's gold jacket in real life. But I think in real life it's the green jacket, It's right? the green jacket for the Masters. That's right. And then so it's the gold jacket, the gold jacket in, in Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. That's the one that uh, Shooter McGavin was Correct. attempting to, to, to get a hold of. Yes. Played by... Uh, amazingly underrated character actor Christopher McDonald. Christopher McDonald. I almost said Michael McDonald. Yeah, no, that Christopher is McDonald else. is one of those fucking guys that is just gonna come in and crush a scene. Absolutely. And and he's so good. Uh, I loved him as uh, Matthew Lillard's dad in SLC Punk. Yes. Tiny role, and he just fucking kills it. Um, he's so fucking good, man. That guy's good in everything. Uh, he was just recently in. Um, he is in, I think, Hacks, that show with... Uh, oh, yes, he yeah. was. That's right. Yeah, several episodes. Yeah. Uh, and Great then, in it. Yeah, and he's been working forever. Oh, uh, always oh, yeah. working. He was in Baller? I, I Always know. working. Yeah, yeah, he was He was the... He was 
the Dallas Cowboys owner, he was uh, oh, cool. Jerry Jones of that show. Because that's that's the one with the rock, but was it right? Fictional, yes. fictional I Jerry hear, Jones. Yeah, fictional right. Jerry Jones. Hi, I'm Barry Bones. <laughs> I hear such good things about Ballers. I hear it, that's such a great show, spectacular show. I mean, it's very oh guy. Yeah, but it's it's. I was gonna say good. the trailer. The trailer had a lot of testosterone. Yeah. In it. Yes. <laughs> Which there, is cool. You know, it, sure. when it's well written, there ain't nothing wrong with testosterone. There ain't nothing wrong with with masculine interest. It's it's when they get kind of uh, paper thin, stereotypical, offensive, toxic. You know, you can go the wrong way, but you can go the fucking right way. Well, no, it was it was written accurately, which means they are stereo. <laughs> oh God! So it's like yes, but <laughs> and toxic. Yeah, but okay. it's all very real. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I hear that it's a great performance from The Rock. It it is because it he, he it does a lot like, of the same thing. It feels like the role he was made to play because he understands all sides of it. Okay. Because because he has been the player. He's been the guy that came up with nothing. He became the NFL player, mm-hmm. but then he went on to have real money. I mean, everybody thinks NFL players are ballers, oh, and yeah. they are. They're rich. They can be, yeah. But compared to industry giants, they're nothing. Yeah. And so he he got to wrap his head around all sides of that before taking that role, and I think he really kills it for that reason. Yeah. Nice. Uh, speaking of shows, yeah, you have been on a couple episodes of a very widely uh, popular television program. Yes, I have. Uh, I have. I have been on uh, Uncle Zeb. It was a great show. Oh, Uncle I mean, Zeb it was. Is, yeah, it was years ago. Yeah, was, when are we going to find out about all the skeletons in that guy's closet? When's uh, the Uncle? Z- when's the Uncle Zeb documentary coming out? <laughs> Uncle Zeb. So you, you how old? My are you? cousin was on Uncle Zeb. Was he? Yeah. That, and then he became a heroin addict. I wonder if there's any correlation. <laughs> that is Uncle Zeb's dark secret. Is he is a hen? He I've heard. I've heard. He's a mule. That he is a no. No, he's a manufacturer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bet. Zeb. A lot of people don't know. Zeb stands for black tar heroin. A lot of people don't see that. Um, it's slang. It's slang. It's slang. It's uh. It, Yo, man, you got any Zeb? Yeah, yep. That's what the kids say. <laughs> the the heroin doing kids. You got any of that Zeb? There's a lot of lot of toddlers on smack just trying to get that black tar. Like Tarzeb. Uh, I found a cool thing that I think we should have fun with a little bit later in the show. I, I, I noticed Did you that. see it? I, yeah, I you sent you a thing. You sent me a thing. Um, and I don't appreciate these photos, and I would I hope you would ask next time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. But it's not my dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All is forgiven. <laughs> Unsolicited dick pics are cool when they're not your dick. <laughs> That's someone else's dick. That, <laughs> that is not true. Do not even pretend that I was endorsing that. No. I do want to know if someone has has someone sent oh dude decoy oh. dicks yeah. all the time absolutely oh. I would I would say probably eighty percent of dick pics that are sent are, not are decoy dicks wow yeah yeah you get there and you're because like oh it looked bigger in the picture there's a lot of dudes and you're like oh, not, it's uh, forced perspective yeah. <laughs> the lighting was right <laughs> it looks a lot bigger in proper lighting <laughs> it looks a lot bigger whenever I'm holding a dinosaur in front of the camera <laughs> <laughs> toy dinosaur for size exactly. Uh. <laughs> Ah, jeez. Uh, um, so yeah, guys, just don't don't send those. So let's uh, let's let's. What was the experience for you doing uh, uh, the television? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've gotten to do a couple of seasons of the Reservation Dogs so yeah. far, and uh, if, you, if you've seen uh, the guy in the background that looks like he just left the set of Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> that uh, would that's be me. CR. Yeah. Yes, um, it was great. 
the first season, basically, if there was a bar scene, I was there somewhere. Yep. Um, you can see me in a couple of the shots. I haven't had a speaking role, which I'm hoping one day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've gotten to do a lot of background stuff, and it's oh, yeah. been a lot of fun. Season one was a blast to film. Uh, Such a good show. The the crew is great. I got to catch up on season two, though. Sterling Same. is great. Yeah, man. Uh, I, uh, I even got... Tika. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... Bad here. I knew who Tika Watiti was, but I had no clue what he looked like. Okay, ah, sure. Yeah. And so one day on set, <laughs> he was directing. Okay. And I, it was not until we were off set and I saw his picture somewhere, I went, oh shit, that's the guy that was directing the scene. All wow. Yeah. You're like, that's the guy behind, you know, Our Flag Means Death exactly. and the Thor movies and is one of like the biggest names in Hollywood right exactly. now. Exactly. And that's the great thing about it is... What we do in the shadows, too. What we do right? in the shadows, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, yeah, and, and plenty more. Um, but we, celebrity, can, can it can make <clears throat> us forget that there's still a job there. Right. So as a man working in the industry, you're going to bump elbows occasionally with people who have grown famous through this. Absolutely. Very absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Did he Did he get to order you around at uh, all on oh, his directing day? Only, only step to this side. Okay, okay. That was, that was about all he said to me. But, Not bad. But he had a... He had an amazing sense of humor about him yeah. as a director because I've worked with other directors, and directors have a tendency to be fairly serious people. Sure. Uh, and I will tell you, Reservation Dogs is an exception across the board to that yeah. because every one of those guys is just having fun. That's great. I mean, they're doing a hell of a job, but they are just having fun with it, Good. Which, is, which is great to see. That always translates on film. It yeah. really does. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and it... it, it is nice for the crew working because sometimes it's it is serious business and and sometimes you have to put in long hours just trying to get a very little bit of work done. Yes. Was there a like like sometimes she, scenes have to be shot over and over. Yes. So to keep that kind of redundancy can wear people down, can tire you out. Uh, so to keep things light and to keep some levity has got to help keep spirits high during the tougher parts of the job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, like this season uh, what ended up being maybe five, seven minutes on screen took us two full days to shoot. Really? And that was two long days in Oklahoma heat, yeah. outdoors, in big costumes. It was, it was long, hot, tiring days. But they did a great job of making us feel comfortable, making us feel... Nice. Um... Like, we were involved and important, even though we were background, uh, l- taking like care eagles. of us. Yes, taking right. care of us. And you could tell they were just having fun. Now, That's I awesome. will admit, it's probably the <coughs> funniest episode of the entire season okay. that I happen to be on this time. But, yeah, it was it was spectacular, and they they do a great job with it. Sweet. And that's funny that you mentioned that it's the funniest episode of the entire season. Because one thing that I got off this season so far is that uh, I'm only about two or three episodes in, so I've got a lot to watch still. So so forgive me, listeners. But the season starts out kind of tough. They're, they got out of the gate in season two with a little bit of a darker, more serious tone and had some stuff happen that to me was like, oh, wow, okay. Our kids are kind of graduating up a little bit. Right. You know? And... Um, I didn't mind it, but it definitely kind of caught me off guard for a show that seemed very kind of 
a little more playful in its first season. So I um to know that we're gonna see uh, more levity down the road is great as well. And I've appreciated the show being willing to put in that work to take me down some unsuspecting places. For sure. That it did it in season one too. There's, absolutely. There's a lot there's comedy, there's heart. There's, oh, absolutely, yeah. There's you know, there's parts that'll make you cry. But uh, without going into spoilers, the stuff in the season premiere of season two with with uh with uh our friend Josh Fadum. Okay. Was a little more than I was expecting. Oh yeah. And then in in episode two, you have the scene with uh, Alora Dannon and uh, the the other young lady from from that she's traveling with, and they're dealing Alora with Alora Dannon. Uh, uh, yeah, Alora Dannon is the, from Willow. Well, yeah, that's the character's name in in Reservation Dog. She's named. Oh, after. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, she's named after the girl. After from the Willow. girl from Willow. Yeah. Because man, the second you said that name, my brain was like, "That's the thing from your childhood." Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were all just like, Mad Mardigan, we have to get her to safety. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but, um, thank you, because I was totally uh, faking a line from Willow. Um, but yeah, Laura Dannon, and then the, the little blonde girl that she's traveling with, or I say little, they're like teens or whatever, but um, they're they're dealing with some ne'er-do-wells in, 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 the, in the sticks. Yes. And, and both of those scenes in episodes one and two are very intricate. Yes, they are. So they pop into my head, too, when you talk about a lot of filming for a small amount of time. Is it also felt like this season they're kind of upping the ante on the complexity of some of the stuff, which I'm, I'm appreciating. Yes. And, and not to say that season one is missing any of that, because it, 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 season one was thoroughly satisfying. For sure. But. For sure. Uh, all right, let's talk about these trailers. Speak, speaking of stuff to watch. Yes. Um, Elemental from Pixar. Uh-huh. Looks good. But we just got to tease. Yeah, just, just no, it's building. gonna be it's gonna be another one of those uh, ones that I'm really appreciative for. Uh, what I love about modern Pixar films is that they are really doing a good job of teaching children certain things that are not super duper easy to explain as parents. Okay, emotions. You're, you're thinking about Inside Out, like with emotions. Uh, um, um, Death with soul, with soul. Um, you know, uh, and Coco, and oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, all the things with uh, Encanto, and mm-hmm. you know, some of these things that that as a parent you sort of struggle with how how to best get those things across. Right. And e- even though it doesn't take away the responsibility of having to t- talk to your fucking kids yourself, because you you still have to. It um, gives you a pivot point, it, though. Well, and it gives you a reference yeah, point. Yeah, yeah reference. exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you can talk if you want it's to talk really about really fucking useful. Yeah, I'll bet. Because you can say, remember how Bruno hid away because he was ashamed of what he'd done. And you could talk about coming to terms with feelings and things like that. Yeah. You know, that's uh it's so yeah, I see where that would have value as a parent because it's hard to open those conversations sometimes. <laughs> well, and they've just they've come up with very unique ways of of telling these stories. Too. Right. Well, and, and as a parent trying to have that conversation, it's hard to it's hard to come up with a a simile or or an example a metaphor a yeah. metaphor that that your kid can understand because you're thinking of this and you don't ever know whether your kid has the same reference to the metaphor Correct. or w- even understands the metaphor Correct. Yeah. and so it gives you that commonality and common language to speak from which I think like would be, be awesome. another one yeah. I I think that's awesome it's I great. 
I had to have those conversations with my kids without all of that. <laughs> without yeah. the safety net. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that has always been a, a way that I struggle talking to children at all. Uh, most recently, you know, you know, uh, your your kids and I, Zamp, have got a good relationship. Yeah. I'm, I'm around all the time. I'm, yeah. I, I get to kind of be Uncle, Uncle Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. But still learning to talk to the kids, especially Eleanor, who's very young, I have to remember, I, I, I just... I don't think outside of my head. So when I talk to people, the references, the context, I have such a hard time dropping that and getting to a universal level. You're like, right? why didn't this six-year-old get my Frasier reference? <laughs> exactly. You remember how Niles and Daphne... And she's, she's like, no. Like, no. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, you so, weird old asshole? So yeah, so to talk about how, you know, the damage to the house and Encanto and, and what the, the market leaves on things, you know, these nice reference points that you can say, do you remember when you watched this? That would be so beneficial to me, you know? So so that's great to, uh, to, to see the value in yeah. that. If you ever find yourself with kids again, Hilton, now then you know I, what to do. Now go to the service counter at Target and say, I don't know where I need all the from. Pixar you movies. Gotta, you got to find the parents for these things. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I need all the Pixar no, movies. Be like, you got to find who owns these. <laughs> Whose kids are these? <laughs> can I leave them here? Is there a basket I can put them Hi, in? Hi, where's your lost and found? <laughs> no. um, yeah, so uh, Elemental, it's uh, obviously the elements. You got uh, earth, water, wind, and fire. And we saw, I, I guess it, it it's seems... It's going to be a love story between water and fire. Yeah. And how they can't fuck. Yeah. In Fair Verona, where we lay our... Exactly. It, it, Romeo it's, and Juliet. It's Romeo yep. and Juliet Elemental. House House <laughs> Capulet. House uh, uh, Mont- Mont- Montague. Montague, yes. Um, yeah, and, and, you know... You had she Ember, our fire character, gets on the bus and she walks past. They really, it's a scene setter trailer. They're showing mm-hmm. us all the different kinds of characters we're going to see in this world: dirt characters, little dirt babies, and pots. You know, a water character sneezes on an earth character, and then water grows out of his head. Or grass, or grass. grass yeah. Yeah. They um, learned from uh, water Zootopia. grows out of his head. You if you fuck. need to just show all the worlds, you just walk through a subway. Yeah, yeah. they're all there. Is that what they do? They do in Zootopia too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's another one, too, that really, like, Pixar likes this thing lately of creating a unique world, introducing us to the world, and then telling the story in it. Right. You know, you saw it in Encanto, where they set up Grandma and same the flame soul. in the beginning. Soul as well. Soul, so. definitely, the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really cool. And, and it's just been, I mean, obviously. Have you not seen Soul? Not yet. Not yet. I know it's the, oh I know the beats, but I need to still. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. That's with Jamie Foxx, right? I believe so. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, and obviously, Pixar's been doing that since back in the day with Toy Story. I mean, their whole idea was pulling back the curtain to see into a hidden world. Yeah, you know, fun shit. Uh, the other movie, uh, not so much, but a shame because it touches on tropes that we don't hate. What besides football? <laughs> I was like, I don't like any of the tropes in there. I don't hate a fish out of water story. I don't well, hate an age is just a number story. But how much a fish out of water is just an old person liking sports. Um, well, I guess an old lady, but I know lots of was, old ladies that was, are like super fucking hardcore about their team. It was, sure. a, it was a group of advanced age old ladies. They say they're 80 in this show. This is not like just hit mm-hmm. retirement age. You know, this is, we're, we're talking about 80 for Brady. If you can't tell. Yeah. And this looks like a huge stinking pile of garbage. Despite having, um, Lily Tomlin, uh, Jane Fonda, Rita Sally Marino, field, Sally field in it. Um, See, I can't wait for the follow-up. Octogenarians for Gronk. <laughs> uh, for Gronk. We, we, we did have a good... Uh, I did like the joke name of the book. 
where they <laughs> talked about how Jane Fonda apparently writes autoerotic uh, fan fiction. Uh, I think just erotic fan fiction. So, what did I say? I don't, I don't know what that's, that means. That's how David Carradine died. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, different. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I know what autoerotic means. Um, yeah. er, erotic fan don't, fiction don't, don't about learn. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Autoeroticism for klutzes. And <laughs> I need autoeroticism for dummies. It's just a book with a rope. Yeah. It's a Darwin Award waiting to happen. <laughs> Anyways, her book was called Between a Gronk and a Hard Place, and I thought that was pretty funny. And then everything else was trash. It's just every single... Um, pot, you know, it, Every uh, oh look at the old the old person joke, like except for I I think they're coming at it from we're the old people and we're making the jokes. Yeah, they yeah, are. but they're still the same joke, so it still sure. doesn't feel it yeah. feels feels very very. Um, That's a hard stale. thing because the, the like idea, it didn't feel any different for me having it come. There was from, only you know a what few mean? times yeah. that it, broke it still felt like the me. same bad joke. Yeah. But it also that. felt like the kind of thing where they felt like, well, how long has it been since Space Cowboys? All right, time to do an Asian, it, anything but a number movie. It, exactly, you know? exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. It Just like the um, parent and child switches body movies, there's like a window. Like you have eight to ten years, and then you get to do another one. Right. So but you have to do one every year just in case the ones before you don't actually hit. That's a good so, point. So okay. they put one out every year. It's just uh, most of them suck so much you never hear of them. And about once every seven or eight years, you get one people are works. ready to see that again. Something's going weird with Audacity, but we're recording here, so we're fine. Okay, interesting. Um, well, that'll be fun for you. Mine freezes up sometimes. Yeah, home, you know, so. that's what you get when you don't pay for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we not investing enough money into the show? Nope. 245 episodes in. Where are we? We at 245 yet? I think this is 245. Look at us go. 5 to 250. I should probably start using that hashtag now. We're going to start promoting. (laughs) You can use that for one week. 5 to to 250. (laughs) 5 to 250. uh, But yeah, it sucks too because a movie with this all-star cast, I would love to see. It's been a minute since I've gotten into a Sally Field movie. And I love Sally Field. And here's... Full disclosure, a yeah. lot of my immediate hatred for this movie is when entirely Tom Brady Oh, Tom Brady's douchebag, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I hate Tom Brady. I get that. Yeah. hate Tom Brady. Well, and, and... And his dumb fucking face. And the, and the thing, too, is obviously Brady throwing is Throwing Chromebooks like a fucking baby. Right, he's, he's a shit guy with some shit politics, and movies like this soften personalities like that. And I can't wait for the first acceptable. offensive lineman that just has enough of his bullshit <laughs> and just loses it on him and is on Clean. the sideline and slaps the piss out of him. You know Cleans what I mean? Because yeah, just an open hand, a nice open hand slap to see that happen to Tom Brady would be so fucking good. Because you know that motherfucker's never experienced a consequence a day in his life. <laughs> okay. Every shitty thing he's ever done to every teammate, they're like, "It's Tom Brady. What are you gonna do?" Maybe this will pull a National Lampoon's Vacation twist, and the girls will get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady will be an asshole, and maybe fond to slap. And him. then they, and oh, then they, and then be. they root for the other team. Maybe, and maybe. They all, Maybe John Candy shows up and says, "Sorry, folks, Brady's closed." Oh, that would be that would be very interesting, uh, especially since he has he's been dead for thirty years. Yes, Zombie John Candy shows up. Zombie John Candy and says that I, I thought the moose told you when you got here. Brady's closed. Super Bowl's closed. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to watch this movie. I don't. I do hey, want to watch Vacation again. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. 
I haven't rewatched. I rewatched Christmas Vacation recently. Okay. I rewatched that every year. It's about so this goddamn time. good. I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago. It it definitely there's a little there's a couple little things that obviously time has made you go whoops. Um, yeah. But overall, man, it's such a funny movie. It's such a funny movie. Hey Hilton, when's the last time you called a hotline? Uh, it's been um a minute. I used to call Call and Oates occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you know Call and Oates? Yeah, the do you call, know Call and Oates? No, I don't. That's the Hall and Oates hotline where okay. you, you call and it's an automated recording and it says like press one for um, uh, rich girl, press two for what's another one of theirs? Zamp Hall and Oates. Welcome uh, to Hall and Oates, your emergency Hall and Oates line. To hear one on one, please press one. No. Hear rich girl, please press two. Maybe. To hear Manita, please press three. Yeah, yeah. To hear privatize. Oh, damn it. Sound quality is great. It's very just kidding, it sucks. No, no, this is clearly this is this is MP3s in 2002. Would you like to choose your hold music? <laughs> I do keep waiting for someone to pick up, though. <laughs> Daryl's house. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking rad. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, Darryl. That was a fun show. Yeah, it really Live was. from Daryl's house. I agree. I always loved that show. I, I on a whim, uh, just looked up uh, hotlines that still exist. Yeah. Um, and a, oh, a lot wow. of them are, are not, like, the, the funny ones. Like, a lot of them are, like, the serious ones, like, if you know if you're feeling sad, which is great, yeah, use those. Um, but there's this one sounds interesting. It's called uh, "It Could Always Suck More." <laughs> nice. All right. So this is probably gonna like let us know. Like this is uh, so things suck at home for me right now. So I need this. So I'm gonna call six zero five four seven five six nine six four. Oh, you've got it. Okay, sweet. Hold on. And let we'll, me. We'll see. Let me get my. Uh, here we go. We'll see if this six zero five. Four seven five six nine. <laughs> Let's keep it. Uh, oh, I already said it. So. I know. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. I just wanted to be fun. All right. Let's see what happens here. It's from Welcome South Dakota. Welcome to the conference call. Please enter your access code or PIN followed by the pound sign. Two seven four <laughs> pound. Sorry, the access code or PIN you entered is invalid. Well, Welcome to the conference call. Maybe, Please enter your access code or PIN followed by the pound sign. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, so this was the It Could Always Suck More hotline? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, that's what it is. That's what it is. Like, you can't get into the conference call. <laughs> See how bad that sucks? Let's call Santa. Whoops. Two, six, two, three, zero. And this says uh, you can uh, hotline to directly call the North Pole and have a conversation with the big man. Apparently, Santa lives in Hemet, California. (laughs) This is timely. Merry Christmas! This is Santa Claus, and you have reached my personal hotline. We have been very busy making all of those toys to deliver on Christmas morning. And I want you to know that your family loves you very much. Oh, shit. And are so you sure? So be good. And don't forget to always listen to your parents. 
When you hear the tone, well, please leave me your Christmas no, gift you always wishes listen. and they holiday cheer. wrong, but you listen. <laughs> and remember, kids, That's true. I, guess you didn't say guys, okay. I know who's been naughty. we got to leave a message, right? Of Merry Christmas, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> hey, Santa, it's Sampino and Hilton from Opinions Like A-Holes. We're here with C.R. Parsons, and um, I... I, I, a PS5 would be tight. Uh, I, the, the, the Lego Bowser. The Lego Bowser. Oh, Lego Bowser. Yeah, Lego yeah, Bowser. yeah. Lego Bowser. Uh, CR, what do you want for Christmas? I just need an orange base head. Okay. okay. Orange oh, that'd be f- that. Yeah. That that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Santa. Um. I love you, and um. Oh, I, thank I, you for Castle Grayskull in 1984. Yeah. I, I've been keeping my grades up, and uh, I've been listening to my parents, and uh, you have I, not been keeping your grades up. Oh, Hilton. And um. And I uh. I clean up all the dishes and um and i haven't been masturbating so i love you santa claus um call me <laughs> well that was fun no what's gonna be fun is when they listen to that yeah exactly <laughs> who the hell are these idiots yeah. oh, god i hope they call back what a bunch of a-holes <laughs> what if they call back i i i swear to god if they call back i will record it no oh, matter what do. time of day or night oh yeah absolutely that'll be a follow-up for the episode and for actually sure. and book the, book him as a guest i mean i will try we've got the zoom capability now should we try the bad breath hotline we should do one more let's do this All right, let's scroll useful. down and see what else there is let's, uh, and there's the rejection hotline the bad breath hotline keep an idiot entertained <laughs> don't do that we'll never hang up the sobriety test hotline stop complaining Better call Saul. Uh, Who Mo- the fuck is Maury Bowman? That's oh. Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, that's um. Oh, I can't think of his name, but he's very good in that. Um, and then uh, Colin Oates, uh, the divorce hotline. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, and then that's it. And apparently, uh, the most called phone number, obviously, uh, the classic two hundred one area code eight six seven five three zero nine. God damn it, Jenny. Yeah. Eight six seven. It's currently on sale for two thousand twenty five dollars on eBay. Oh, why, wow. Why would you pay for that? I don't know. Why would you not? Because if you get that, you're going to be getting calls all fucking day. That's so which one do we want to... Can you imagine the voicemails that you would get on that one? That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, not as good as Santa's, but... All right, let's try... Let's see which one Which one do you want to do. Let's do... Let's do Bad Breath Hotline. Okay, let's that, see what it's about. That's got to be for, like, if you're dealing with someone with the bad breath, but you don't want to tell them. Um, it's all going to be explosives. They're going to... Power Hour. <laughs> Perhaps. Hi. Welcome s- to the Halitosis oh. Hotline. <laughs> Congratulations, you have bad breath. Oh, for a second, I thought that was the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should buy a hotline. Yeah. We, should start, we should start when your opinion is an a-hole hotline. I got disconnected from the Bluetooth somehow. Oh, I want to connect. No. All the tech stuff's going wrong today. You know, it's just not our day. <laughs> I hope. I really. I really hope uh, this episode gets saved. You know. Hey. Well. Fingers crossed. Fingers something. That's, that's all recording. But uh, oh well, we'll, we'll we'll try that again. If it doesn't, we'll just have to do it again. We'll do it. Yeah. Well, we will been keep, there before. We will do this episode over and over <laughs> and over again until we get it fucking right. Oh, uh, I did a podcast from a while the top. Back. <laughs> I did a podcast a while back with a buddy of mine, and when we walked into the podcast, we had a bottle of whiskey, and when we walked out, we had an empty bottle. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Then we found out less than 24 hours later that due to some technical issue, 
nothing but the first three minutes recorded. Yeah. Oh, so you got so drunk we for nothing. had to go back and do it again, but the only night they had free was the next night. Okay. So we went back the next night with another bottle of whiskey oh and walked God. out with another empty bottle. Yeah, that was a long couple of days for yeah. a Monday and a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you and I are of similar age. Drinking two bottles of whiskey in a week is not acceptable anymore. Oh, I agree. I do at least two and a half, maybe <laughs> three not, if it's a three-day weekend. Not nearly enough. <laughs> Too few. I, uh, I amen to that. I, was, no, I am I am truly a, a one-drink-a-day kind of guy anymore. Are you? A one-drink pony? I usually pour the drink, so it's usually a triple. <laughs> it's, so. a, it's a giant drink. Uh, uh, well, And you're also, um, you, you work with Oktoberfest. I do, So I you do. have the giant stein. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you talk about a good whiskey drink. Yeah. When you do a mixed drink in that thing, yeah. it's a it's A good, a good whiskey night. drink and yeah. a vodka drink. <laughs> the nice thing about it is no matter what, you only need the one. That's true. That's very true. I. Uh, and that's also true. Yeah, I love Tulsa Oktoberfest. It has it's one of the one of the best Oktoberfests in the nation, and that's, if not the world. And you and I have been working up there uh, for a couple of years now. Yeah, I uh, think this was my seventh or eighth. That, and I think we started the same year. So and I'm a new guy compared to most of the folks that have been doing it. It's another conference call thing. Wow. Bad Breath Hotline? Yeah. I guess all the 605 ones got... Oh, well, look That's at what that. It seems. Look at that. Keeping it entertained is 605-475 something. Yeah. Starts with 6-9. And six they all nine. start with 6-9. Yep. And, and the one we called earlier was 605-475. So I bet that entire run of them has been let's bought try the rece- Let's try the rejection. Try model. rejection because that's 605-475-69 something else. So. Either either that or you get to how do you keep an idiot entertained and it goes, have you tried rejection hotline? Uh-huh. It could always suck more. Bad breath that's hotline. Please enter your access code yeah. or pin followed by the pound this, sign. This entire website is the keep an idiot entertained. They ruined our bit! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude, ruined our bit, but their bit was successful. Yeah. Uh, keep an idiot entertained. Uh, <laughs> I think we just named this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, oh, anyways. Man. But that's okay because we got plenty of other stuff to talk about. Like a new Alien movie is happening. Oh, yeah? Uh, apparently director uh, Fede Alvarez has been involved uh, with that. Uh, and we are apparently going to be getting that. That's coming from Disney in 20th Century. Uh, cast and filming received major updates. Ridley Scott's uh, franchise set to make another return. Just a few years after the Alien movies, we have now... Let's see Did you see any of those prequels? Uh, no, that's... Um, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, Aladdin. Nope. <laughs> Prometheus. I knew it was one I of I saw those. that one. Prometheus? Uh-huh. And then there was... After that was... Don't remember. Um, maybe Alien prequel? Yeah, Pre- that's what it was called. Precursor? <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I remember the Prometheus. I mean, it really didn't feel like a uh, an alien movie, number one. But um, it had a strange feel to it. It was a weird movie. Well, it was one of those movies that was just like a sci-fi movie. And then at the end, it yeah. ties into Alien. Oh, Covenant. Alien Covenant. That was the most. That recent. was the one with the witches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was witches. Oh no, you're just saying because that's what a covenant is. Yeah, a coven is, but a covenant. I know. I'm kidding. That's like a group of things. A group of witches. Okay, that that makes sense. 
<laughs> so there's been six I know words. Now. Hilton, I have the best words. Yeah. Oh, God, no, don't. Let's not. I have the best words. No, fuck, that jackass <laughs> has popped up on fucking media again, and I can't handle it. Hey, at least you're not in the newsboy anymore. You it is so fucking nice. You don't have to cover uh, a Trump dump anymore. <laughs> That is the best thing is I am the most clueless. So so listeners, you know I've been I jumped out of the news business two weeks ago and I'm now in the arts and, and nonprofits. Uh, so I'm broke. Um, but the The ballet biz. Uh, exactly. because uh, I am a talented dancer. Um, I have not I don't know anything about politics or the state of the coronavirus right now. Oh shit. And it is the happiest I've been in years. I was gonna say, oh to be you. Yeah, it's delightful. I've no it took me days to find out what the makeup of the Senate was. Hilton, can I pick can I can I catch you up on politics no, real quick? Fuck off. You want a real just a real fast one? I know Carrie Lake lost, so that's good news. Lake Lake lost, Pelosi's out, we held the Senate. And they and barely we, got the house and uh yeah, that's finding, about all I know. finding the next speaker is gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Very true. There you Very go. True. There you're caught oh, up. Oh, and Trump's running. Yeah, that and that I know. And then the Trump's pre- running because he thinks it's going to keep him out of indictments. Yeah, and and then I know. Let yesterday Garland announced uh, a special, special counsel. So, yep. which uh, yeah, but because he was like, hey, you guys are going to get real mad if I indict this guy. So now I'm going to let this guy suggest an indictment, which will still have to get passed up to me, and then I'll indict him, and then it's not going to fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, it's just a real unnecessary extra step, really, that to oh. tr- to try and seem. Um, Unbiased, yeah, right? Yeah, they're, they're they're taking every step they can to show that there's no bias. When there. in reality, uh, what should happen is that the presentation of evidence would prove the lack of bias. Um, but when you don't believe things that are shown to you as facts, yeah. that are facts, uh, it doesn't matter. So you have to do these sort of fucking bullshit things. It's almost like our. But at the end of the day, they're not going to believe it anyway. The title of our show is less commentary on our knowledge of the topics discussed and more of a artistic metaphor for the state of society as a whole brought on by the degradation of mass media and the prevalence of social media. Yes. We are artists. Fartists. This TED Talk brought to you by. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, do we have a sponsor? <laughs> but going back to Oktoberfest, so, so you and I have been MCs there for a while, and now you and uh, our mutual friend Kevin Price have taken an even greater role, and, and, and we've seen not only some more um, duties brought on for the MCs, <laughs> so people att- <laughs> yeah, dirty. Uh, so for people going to Oktoberfest will get to enjoy more. Uh, but also, we've seen a a wave of new MCs. Correct. Uh, we this year we wanted to we wanted to approach the MCs in, in a little more professional manner um, than they had in the past. In the past, they were they were just the voices on the microphone. They were the people that were there in case something needed to be said yeah. or to say something while the band was not playing. But now we have duties. Now we have actual responsibilities. We have created we've created a role. For the MCs, as opposed to just a spot, yeah. Um, because, quite honestly, the bands are amazing. We have amazing bands out there every year, and so they spend their time on stage. We are we are not the <laughs> entertainment; they are. Yeah. And so, as an MC, you basically felt like you were just hanging around for an hour and a half, waiting for the band to take a break. Yeah, it, it often did. It was a lot of downtime. And now we we are looking at the MCs as being a little more outreach, a little more um, ambassador 
for the festival, if you will. Ah. So so they can they can help help people make sure they're enjoying themselves, answer questions, direct the, point them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it, whatever they need, they can they can be that rah rah person for the festival. One of the things right. we we were chatting just a couple nights ago, you Kevin and I, and one of the things that we talked about was like how MCs now, whereas you go to Oktoberfest in the past, MCs might just kind of be chilling off to the side during the bands, but now they may approach your group and say, "Hey, do you guys need a pick? Let me, you know, if you want, I'll take a pick for you guys." Uh, you know, they can be there to kind of help the folks at the festival make the most of the festival. Exactly. And that's exactly. really neat, and I like that. And and that pick thing stood out to me especially because that's one of my things that I always. Uh, you know, I'm so like if you have, especially if you have a group of people, you know, selfies work, and and obviously you just turn the camera around, you can just take a picture of you and your friends. But sometimes it's hard to get everybody in the shot. Oh yeah, a lot of people for so sure. Sometimes we're just sick of that stupid ass, slightly up looking down angle. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you can tell my fucking arm is all reached out as far as it could be. There's something to be said about a traditional. Give me your camera. Y'all stand back. Say fucking cheese or some shit. And fucking yeah. cheese. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or some shit. But yeah, so... It, it's it's not, Oktoberfest. It would be Kase. Yeah, exactly. Kase. But that's the thing is, is it's nice to be able to have those options and, and, and to give people the chance to... You don't have to... Let me take your damn pick. You're exactly. here with your friends. Enjoy. Everybody pose. All right, now give me a silly one. I don't know why I'm st- so stuck on that damn idea, but yeah. I just like it. It is. It's it's absolutely spectacular. It's a great way to interact with folks and make sure people are having fun. And who doesn't like to be the center of attention for a moment? Yes. If you can let your entire group be the center of attention instead of you having to do the work yeah. while you're trying to be the – just enjoy yourself. Be the center of attention enjoy for a second. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. While you're uh, still in the, the pink. pink. Okay, yeah, I didn't. You What's, don't know that song? What is that from? You're, oh, that's a great old song. I didn't know it either. I was going to go, uh, enjoy yourself because your opinions stink. I can't. Oh, there you go. Good rhyme. Uh, I can't remember who did it originally, but the specials covered it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I could, I could almost hear that. <laughs> wow. That is a, there. there is a specialness Whoops. to that. For sure. Hang on just a second. I've got it pulled up. But yeah. But yeah. Guy so- Lombardo and his Royal Canadians. Oh. Wow. Guy Lombardo. That is a thing. Okay, Fitbit. Looks like okay, a Fitbit. Fuck off. <laughs> Looks like a commercial. Yeah, I really just wanted, in reality, I wanted to trick you guys into listening to this Fitbit ad. That's what it, Here's the thing is, I am not what you would call athletic. Um, so a Fitbit for me. I am not used to just randomly hearing music on here. You're welcome. You. It's a new era. You work and work for years and years. You're always on the go. That does sound like me. You never take a minute off. Too busy making dough. Oh. Someday Minus you the making dough part. You have your fun when you're a millionaire. Imagine all the fun you'll have. In your old rocking chair Enjoy yourself It's later than you think Enjoy You can yourself. see how it'd very easily be a ska, a ska cover oh, Yeah, just even the way you sang it I could almost hear the fucking ska music in the background <laughs> Whoever's the lead singer of the special They can hear that voice The, uh, the specials version of that song is so good It's so good 
Anywho. Live's got a new album coming out. The band Live? The band Live. Wait, no, that's the, different. Yeah. Oh. That's oh, not, hey, nope, that's, that's not live. That, that looks With like the period live, in there? No, no, no. Livy? In there. That's a different person. What the fuck is Livy? That's, it's, think it's still live, but it's just stylized with the period in there. Oh. But this is not, this um, is not live. This, this is, not, is not the, I was going to say, yeah, no, this is not the terrible, terrible 90s band live. Terrible? Oh. No, they were awesome. They were amazing. I fucking hated the best that band. band oh. of all time. That's not true. I loved live. They, I was going to say, it was like him and Scott Stapp and all those that, that were the, they were the, they followed Lane Staley and Eddie Vedder and they yep. tried to sing like them instead of just singing like themselves and that's why I didn't like it. I get that. I get that. But what if you wanted to sing like, I that's, mean, here's the deal, man. Don't do an impression. Or the, If you're going to do that, do it, be a tribute band. But Billy Joe Armstrong. Who's he doing an impression of? Someone Everybody not, in some, punk music. Someone British. <laughs> someone British. <laughs> that's just how his voice go, though. Maybe that's true of Live Guy. It's not, though. Edward you can hear it. Kowalczyk. Nobody's voice does this just naturally. Except uh, Eddie Vedder. I, no. That's, I don't know. I just didn't like the, uh, the whole singing out of your butt era. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the Ace Ventura movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny because we're watching. Um, you know what we're doing this week on. Uh, now I'm just picturing Ace Ventura doing the butt thing and lightning, lightning crash coming out, <laughs> singing lightning crashes out of your butt. Uh, well, sometimes lightning does crash out of your butt. That's the <laughs> it's that's, called no, fart. That's thunder. Oh, that's right, <laughs> thunder. Um, thunder. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, on the People Person Paper podcast, we are currently watching New Boss. Okay. Which is the uh, the introduction of Idris Elba uh-huh. to uh, to Scranton, Sir Charles Minor, Sir Charles Minor, Prince Minor. Charles Minor. I hardly know her. Um, so you want to keep this made up job, Jim? <laughs> um, so and in that one, they talk about uh, how Michael Pam can tell how bad Michael's doing by which infantile com- comedic routine he's doing, and, and he, he has skipped already the skipped Ace Ventura talking talking butt, butt routine, and that's because Ed Kowalczyk from Live was using it. To record lightning crashes. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so tune That's in his name. Pocket. Uh, uh, you knew his name. Oh uh, fuck yeah! You gotta understand. Live is an incredible band. Is it? <laughs> they're not. They really is are. it because they're fine? They're no, fine. They're good. Is it just they're because good? you oh, yeah. identified with the other bald guy? <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, before I was bald, I knew what was going to happen. Him. You're like, oh, hey, future, guy. future me, Mister Clean. Yeah, yeah, Mister <laughs> Clean. Clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Representation uh, matters. Modern day Bruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Bruce Willis can wear it though. Bruce Willis looks good bald. So do I. That's what I said. I didn't say you didn't. Damn it, man. <laughs> Damn I, it, man. I have seen one picture of you with hair, and it looked weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you definitely actually look better without. That's what everybody says. Yeah. Which is kind of a dick move. Hey, you know what? <laughs> All right. I don't make the rules. God does. <laughs> I guess so. God was like, don't worry. He'll uh, he'll, he'll be okay eventually. God, God was like, hey, check this out. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> look what I did to this guy. That's yeah. mean, God. Yeah. That's okay. It's the same one that gave me really fine doll's hair that just, if it's combed the wrong way, I look fucking, I look like I have many, many bald spots. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's, I had the fine hair too. When I was oh, it's like, a, it's like a baby doll's hair. I hate it. Yeah, you can't, can't do I need that thickness. That. Yeah. I, I Someone know. give me that thickness. I'll sell my soul to the devil for CR's hair. I know nothing of I know. what you speak of. Yeah. I know. CR's made of hair. <laughs> 60% hair. Like, you... Hilton's lost his hair. Yeah. I haven't lost mine yet, but its bags are packed. 
correct. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, CR, more hair's moving in. That's right. He, he's got too Always. much hair. He's got hair to spare. Here's the deal. If you were on the elemental bus, yes. Uh, do you remember Cousin It from the Adams Family? Absolutely. You would just be a Cousin It chilling right. in the corner. Like, beep, a, beep, 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 beep. like a little tree. His voice is on the way there. <laughs> Bam, nailed it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> just teasing. I watched the Adams Family this week. That was the movie? Was yeah, that was yeah, the, 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 uh, the Raul, Raul Julia. Raul Julia. Yes. Uh, uh, fucking excellent. Absolutely spectacular. He's so movie. good. And who who was the girl who played uh, uh, um, the daughter? Uh, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. She did a hell of a job. And in in that Angelica as well. Houston was well, uh, Morticia. Angelica Houston always does well. Yeah, another another legend. Um uh, and then of course Christopher Lloyd as Fester. Uh so great. Um uh you just looked up the the them in general. I was trying to find the um nope, of course, so close. There it is. That's the one. Uh, Christopher Lloyd as um uh Fester, uh Christina Ricci, as you said, and then uh several others who aren't as well known at the time, but just did fantastic jobs, including Dan Hadea. Uh Dan Hadea. Who do we know Dan Hadea from? As Tully? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has been. He's a bit oh, of a bad you, guy. Oh, you recognize his face the second you see Dan Hedaya. You know who he is. Yeah, let's, let's pull up Dan Hedaya for a minute. Look at, him, look at him in the shades looking like Ray Liotta. All right. Well, that wasn't a good one, a good picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray Liotta's not that great looking. That's not Ray Liotta, though. I know, but he looked like him. Usual suspects. Clue- oh, yeah, he was the dad in Clueless. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I know who he is. See? Sorry, you had to go back far enough for a reference. <laughs> Everybody knows. Uh, oh, he played. I forgot he played out? Nixon in in Dick. That's hey, right. look, he's an alien resurrection. Look at that tying into that other hey. topic that we barely touched on. <laughs> What's the point of that topic? There eventually a new alien movie's coming. Moving on, and and we couldn't care less. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna talk about how there's been six of those, and Prometheus how- made me not not. Uh, I don't know which one made me not care. So I've so- never been big on that franchise anyway, though. Yeah, after Aliens, what was it? Aliens 2, whatever the follow-up to the original was, yeah. that was when I was done. Well, yeah. there was Alien, and then Aliens. There was Alien, which is the horror movie by, um, oh God. Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott. And then number two was by James Cameron, I, I don't say. remember. Who Aliens? I think so. Uh, so that one. His name is James, James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, that. The greatest pioneer. Yeah, James Cameron for the second one. Yeah, alien singular, aliens. No, but you're too steep. No, but too and then after that, it just started going off the rails. And what right. I find interesting about the alien franchise is as three guys who are in our 40s, um, we, we, we see this phenomenon where a movie or a pair of movies when we were young that were ultra successful later spawned a whole franchise and just got watered down, watered down, watered down, which obviously we know is a thing. Right. That's not a new concept. But to the point that it's gotten now is so insane to me that there's six alien films. The other one that comes to mind is Terminator. Yes. There's got to be at least six or seven Terminator films. Oh, there's a... So let's see. You got Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Terminator Resurrection, Terminator Genesis... That's five, right? So, so at least five. Uh, salvation, salvation, not so resurrection, six. and then dark fate. Dark fate. So there's six. So there's six of them, we think. But let's pull that up real quick and double check because I'm I'm curious to see. Skip them all. all right. I'm probably doing the whole thing. There we go. 
Yeah, just six. Okay, six. Yeah. All right, and then um, you know, Jurassic Park's another one. There was you know two, three, and now there's six of those. Right. You know, and to me, it's just interesting that we've gotten to the point where we no longer the answer to if number four watered it down too much is not stop. It's make number five. Well, and if you if you think about it, the entire MCU is is that. Yes. It it all fell out of a couple of successful movies. Yeah. And not that they weren't already planning all of these others, but the fact is had those first couple or three not worked, they would have just remade those first couple of three about six times until they figured out how to do them and then run with the rest of the franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, that it just seems to be the way things happen now. And, and honestly, not to dig too d- deep into an MCU discussion, but they almost kind of did because you had Iron Man come out, which was a real big hit. Right. And then Incredible Hulk came out, which kind of was a little rocky. The Edward Norton one? Yeah. Yeah. And then Iron Man 2 came out. That's the one with Sam Rockwell and um, what's his name? Old boy with the whips. Um, uh, Mickey. Mickey Rourke. And that one, too, was a little... Like, people liked having more Iron Man and Robert Downey. Right. But that also kind of got middle-of-the-road reviews. Yep. So, really, that first couple years of the MCU was kind of rocky. Yeah. We didn't... You know, it was only thanks to the fact that Captain America and Thor were serviceable that we got to the Avengers at all. And the Avengers, if Avengers 1 hadn't been a hit, that whole franchise would have dropped would've right there. Would have stopped right there. Yeah. yeah. Fair. We got lucky there. Yeah, we did. So, but. Good shit. But if you think about it, even the uh, even the National Lampoons. Oh, yeah. We ended, we, how many of those have we ended up with now? Well, they've had a lot of like spinoffs that just had the words National Lampoons on it. Yeah. Like National Lampoon's Dorm Days. That's National true. National Lampoon's, you know. And Loaded it's like, Weapon number one. You that know? one fucking ruled, though. I need to watch that again because it's been forever since I've seen it. <laughs> it's real stupid. That's yeah. Sam Jackson and Emilio Estevez? Correct. Yes. Okay, yeah. But and even, Cindy Crawford. Even if you just look at the vacations, how many vacations do we have now? I'd say six. I'm going to guess six. I'm going to guess... National Lampoon's Vacation. European Vacation. European Vacation. Christmas. Christmas Vacation. Vegas. Vegas Vacation. Definitely the remake with Helms. And I'm guessing there's one in there I'm not thinking of. I think there's just the five. Yeah. 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 Five and five? I can only remember the five. All right, let me check it. Let's look it up. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing a drum roll. Uh, Franchise. One, two, three, Boom. four, five. Christmas Vacation 2. What the fuck? I knew there was going to be I one. I did not know there was a Christmas Vacation 2. Because you know Wait, what? who's in that? I'm guessing it's Cousin Eddie. Can you pull it up? Yeah. Ten bucks says it's Cousin Eddie. And that's... Oh, it's not the most recent one. Oh, it's a, they're calling it a spinoff, though. See. So yeah, but it's got the exact same name, too. So it can't be a true spinoff. Yeah, Randy Quaid. It's a... Character spinoff, but it's not a movie spinoff if they name it the same. It was a made-for-television comedy film on NBC. (laughs) Also called Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Hey, look, I'm going to deny this like you deny the prequels. This never happened. (laughs) All right, this this monstrosity was not real. Well, and what's amazing... It's not canon. 
<laughs> What's amazing about this is how long they waited. Because, uh, you know, 80, 2003, yeah. Here's 30 years or 20 years. Well, and, and even just from, look from, so Vegas Vacation came out uh, eight years after Christmas, 97 and 89. And then after 97, they waited another 18 years to make the remake. But in that time, they'd waited six years and done Christmas Vacation too. So even that, they waited 12 years. So either 12 or 18 years before they were finally like, right. Well, because after Christmas Vacation, John Hughes was no longer Yeah. Oh, us. yeah, yeah. After after Christmas Vacation is when it tanked anyway. Because Vegas or Vacation... Or when John Hughes was done with it. Was Vegas Vacation even released in theaters? Yes. Yes. Okay. See, that I didn't remember. Yes, because... Oh, and that one didn't have the National Lampoon's name. Nope, it was just nope. called Vegas Vacation. Instant that one didn't vacation. either. Yeah. So technically, only the three had the National Lampoon's tag, except for Christmas nope. Vacation Two. Nope. It, nope. Nope. It's not oh, real. Oh, because you're denying it. My bad. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> I forgot. Yes. Fake news. Yes, this yes. is a Mandela effect. This is Shazam. <laughs> Jake Lloyd is just a nice little boy who never got into Kazam. acting. Kazam. Shazam happened. Sh- no, Kazam happened. Yep. Shazam. Wow, I don't even know what's real anymore. Shaz- I don't know which way's up. Shazam, I can't believe it's not butter. It didn't happen. Uh, Shazam, the um, uh, DC movie. DC movie did happen. That's what I meant. And then what Shazam did, did not show up in Black Adam. Not at all? Not at all. Not even a, a cameo? I got to uh, do a quick shout out real quick. Uh, do it. Um, Go for it. I uh, dare you. I did a, I did a, I, I did a thing. I was on oh, a, fuck, a YouTube you- show. Oh, okay. I killed a man just to watch him die. <laughs> no, like, um, and then I got distracted and I missed it. I, I was on a YouTube show. A uh, friend of the show, Sam Carrico. Uh, oh yeah, we need to have him back. Film fan club. Uh, we uh, he had me on his show, podcast, YouTube, uh, live stream. It was like all three at once. It was really cool. Um, we talked about Black Adam, and then his new episode also talks about Black Panther. Nice. Uh, so uh, I got all both of those reviews in one, and I, I haven't watched the whole thing yet because I haven't seen Black Panther yet. But but okay. it was fun to talk about Black Adam and Sam. I got to give a shout out to Sam. He really uh, his understanding of uh, film storytelling and film structure is incredibly strong. And even when I I disagree whether or not I enjoyed something because we we had very different takes on Black Adam. I was really really along for the ride, whereas he was very much put off by the 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 pitfalls in the writing and some of the the lackluster elements it's it's a rock superhero movie you guys it's not gonna it's not fucking the winter soldier i'm not right i'm not smart enough for those things either right people are like yeah but did you get this message from it and i'm like uh no well and i that's for smart people yeah or or i didn't see the 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 value of that point as clear as he did. So really, I got to, you know, um, if you check out the episode just to see me and Sam chatting about the movie or if you want to learn more about Black Adam and Black Panther. But also check out Sam's site because I was looking at his review of Multiverse of Madness, which, again, I also disagree. I love that movie. But he just makes great points that you, you really can't argue with. So so shout out to Sam and his film, film analysis. Challenge accepted. Yeah, dude, check it out. Because I, I, and honestly, I kind of want to, I can't wait till we have him on the show to talk about it a little bit. Because I won't know what I'm talking about, but I'll argue the contrary. Oh, yeah, I do love to argue. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> right? You're like, I know nothing, but I will argue. Yeah, that's hilarious when it's like, I'm, I'm actually on the other side, but, uh, you know, debate. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, we got a couple other things to talk. We got plenty of other stuff to talk about if we want to. Uh, White Lotus is getting a new season. Nice. Uh, it's already started. Oh, it already started. Oh, season two. Oh no, no, my bad. Season three has been greenlit already. Okay. Yeah, let me find that page. I'm kind of lost it there. Yeah. 
White Lotus uh, oh, okay. season three renewal at HBO, but like you said, season two is already underway. And this is the one about the wealthy folks at like the what is it like a spa or a hotel or a vacation or some shit. Uh, the White Lotus is a resort, okay. but there's the first and second season are at different locations. Oh, so there's a White Lotus Sicily that they're in in season two. Okay, wow. I, I can't I remember where the first two. one was. Is it the um, same cast? No. The oh. only crossover is Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. And her husband. Oh, I love her. She's so good. She's yes, great. she is. Um, but yeah, the rest of the cast changes. Uh, you got uh, Michael Imperioli's in this one. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is in this one. Um, it's good so far. It's good. I like this show. I like Mike White. What did I watch with Jennifer Coolidge in it recently? Was she in Marvelous Miss Maisel? I never saw that. No, I don't remember. For some reason, I'm gonna pull her up. I want to say she showed up in the latest season of that, but I cannot remember. No, I don't. I think I only watched the first. So. Oh no, she. I don't think she was in the first season. Must not. Oh, you know what? It, it was Legally Blonde. I was watching Legally Blonde. Did you really? Back and Boy. saw her in that. Yeah. Why were you watching Legally Blonde? It was it's a good, good movie. It was good. I really enjoyed it. And again, I don't have you know I don't have that film analysis skill like well, some friends of ours. Well, I recently read a thing uh, that wasn't uh, analyzing that movie and talking about how it was like a true example of women empowering women and like there was like actual like palpable positivity in yeah. in, in the movie uh, I saw that too so so L Woods so seems like there's a little bit more depth to it than we initially thought Oh I'm sure there is And that sure I is. saw that same meme and that's one of the things that pushed me to it I'd heard plenty of friends over the years who loved it and you know including plenty of folks who you know It's a cult classic Exactly exactly you know and obviously you know a movie Maybe marketed or geared toward women, so it very much missed me back twenty years ago when it first came out. You know, it wasn't something twenty something Hilton really because you were about. so fucking macho. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, big macho Hilton. <laughs> yeah. I uh, this, is, this is what a body looks like without muscles. You know, the uh, so so, but I finally, you know, I'm 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 not fucking pretentious enough to act like any fucking movie is not for me or only right. for me. So why the hell not? Reese Witherspoon's a, a fucking treasure. We know that. I. Uh, I was, and especially after seeing that meme and how it was a great example of women supporting women and positivity, because the idea being that Elle is taking on this massive challenge, going to Harvard, becoming a lawyer, uh, and her sorority, you know, which you know are are stereotypically a group of very vapid, shallow people. <laughs> right. They all get on board and are very much like we're going to help you study and learn and win. And it was a, it really was a great scene of coming together to help one person with their goals to overcome this the douchey dude that was you know giving her grief. So really, really good, good stuff. stuff. And I, I yeah. did enjoy it. And Jennifer Coolidge was great in that too. Jennifer Coolidge is another scene eater, man. Like every uh, Christopher Guest movie that she's in, yes, she's so fucking funny and subtly funny. Like her, the, her characters in Christopher Guest movies don't do a lot, but are very fucking funny. Yeah. Like she doesn't do a ton, and it's it's just great every time. Um, which I've recently rewatched all four of the major Christopher Guest comedies. Well, I say four, the ones that I can like. Waiting for Guffman. Okay. Uh, a Mighty Wind. Okay. Best in Show. Yeah. For Your Consideration. Okay. And then there's Mascots, which is the one that came out on Netflix a few years ago. Right. That one's good, too. Yes, it's it really is. It's really funny. Yes, it is. But uh, all four of those hold up so, so much. Yeah. So just as funny. Um, I fucking love it. 
I love it. All four of them. Yeah, they really are just classics. And and, and great introductions to so... And not that it was their first movie, but if you don't know these actors, great introductions to so many talented people. I feel like For Your Consideration didn't get enough love. That, oh, no. That one was really funny. I agree. It's really funny. I um, initially felt the same way about Waiting for Guffman. Oh, really? That was one. To me, the Spinal Tap and Best in Show were instant loves. Mighty Wind, Waiting for Government, it took me a little bit more time on. And uh, the one you mentioned, I honestly have not really spent much time with. For your consideration? For your consideration, I have not spent much time Rewatch with. Rewatch it. Okay. Rewatch it. Yeah. All of them are worth a rewatch. Honestly, yeah. And if you've never seen them, fucking go watch them if you're a, uh, just a fan of classic comedy. Yeah. Speaking of classic comedy, another one that I rewatched that holds up is uh, Three Amigos. Oh, nice. Yeah, the comedy <laughs> in there is still very funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, there's definitely some that plays on stereotypes since they're dealing with you know, being in Mexico and... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a little hint of 80s casual racism in there. Uh, for but, sure, for sure. But that's... Um, but most of that is just, like, accent work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but It's a Sweater still gets me every motherfucking time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> it's a sweater! It's so goddamn funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that and the, uh... Hey! You too. <laughs> look up here. Look up here. That is still so funny to me every time. I I can't help but laugh out loud every time. I uh, I I I'm I'm already uh, singing along in my head to my little buttercup. So yeah. That that yeah. What go rewatch Three Amigos. It's funny. I I will admit I have not seen it since it was in the theaters. Wow, no, Joe. Man. Gotta go back, dude. That is gotta, gotta go back and rewatch it. That is almost skillful stepping. Is that movie? right? Is everywhere, especially in the nineties. It was like always on HBO and stuff. Yeah, I late eighties. I watched it in the movie theater and then have not seen it since. It's fucking good. That to me is like a movie that was probably on Comedy Central every weekend for several years. You know the way that you would turn on Fox in the nineties and see Big Trouble Little China. Gonna make it. Gonna make it. Yeah. Gonna (laughs) make it. (laughs) God, that movie's so funny. Uh, great, uh, great surprising turns from uh, people like Joe Montana in that uh-huh. movie. There's a lot of good casting in that that I always yeah. appreciate. Well, that whole scene, it's brief, but that whole scene, you got Joe Montana, John Lovitz, and Phil Hartman in that Oh, scene. yeah, absolutely. Classic. Good shit. Um, picks and plugs? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, we did good here today. Good have, work. Have you guys seen much about Tulsa King? Have you talked much about Tulsa well, King? Not at all yet, actually. No. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, Paramount yeah. Plus is offering 30 free days if you use the the, the code Tulsa King or some shit. Right. Um, so I'm going to sign up for it just to check it out. I, I have Paramount, but I'm very hesitant to watch it. After I heard a couple people say that it's a terrible representation of what they think Tulsans are. And you well, you knew that was going to happen because, I mean, nobody knows Tulsa unless you're from here. Right. And so I don't care who you are. You're the not going to write Tulsa well. The rest of the world thinks that Tulsa is 100% idiot hillbilly rednecks when in reality it's like 40% idiot hillbilly redneck yes. right and i think i think this does a better job it it probably puts it at 60 40 instead of 40 60 okay, okay. that's better so, than i was hearing yeah so i would say i would say they they do they do a fair amount of all oh, shucks guys but at the same time they've got some guys with some depth to them in in the in the vicinity, mm, so it, it's not too bad. I've, I've, I say that I, I'm saying that as if I know what the whole season's about. I've yeah. seen one episode. Yeah, okay, so I gotcha. 
And yeah, that's so the what jury's I, still out. Right. And, and I know a little bit about another episode because I got to film on it as well. Nice. So, so we'll see if I end up on it. Okay, so you <laughs> did a little filming, but you're not sure if you made the cut. Right. Yet. We'll, we'll not know I made the, whether I made the cut Smart. until it Hold out your happens. review until you find out if you're cut, because if you're cut, then you can be like, this show sucks Crap shit. show. Exactly. Uh, was that the Has that always been the same case, like with Reservation Dogs? Like, did you not know if you made it until you watched it? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. that seems to be pretty standard. Because I guess, yeah. especially for extra work, extras. Yeah, because yeah, even like, a, even a single speaking line, you cannot assume you're. That's go- true. That's really. why that for, whole scene might get cut. That's right. A lot of a lot of stuff I do, I don't even mention that I did it until it comes out. Yeah. So that I can Smart. either, you know, if I if you see me, then I go, hey, did you see me? If you don't see me, I go, yeah, I filmed a couple of days on that. Because yeah. there's a difference. You you can see me on or I filmed. And I, I consider those very different. And I only I don't right. want to speak as if I've been on a million shows yeah. when the reality is. You've only been on a million porn. I've been, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and, but you filmed several, but you've only been in a couple. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really happens. worse when you get cut out of the porn, too, and you're like, well, what was wrong? Was my weenie not good? <laughs> Why did I take it all? What's really sad is when they bad leave you, wiener. They leave your face, but they cut out the rest of you. Yeah, yeah. right? They did you uh, uh, stunt cock? Which I get it. I'm, I'm more handsome than hung, but come on, guys. Come on, guys. Um, but the uh, I'm not a shower or a grower, but I got a great personality. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, so hopefully we'll get a chance to see you on Tulsa King. Um, and maybe some even better representation of Tulsa. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. But I, you can be seen in season one and two of Reservation Dogs. Correct. Yeah, correct. Stage doing stand-up comedy all over Tulsa and mm. beyond. And uh, playing music with Kevin. Uh, what's Kevin the... Price and the Closers. Thank you very that's much. Right. If you're that's... looking us up on Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple Music, it's just Kevin Price because he did that first album before we put the entire band together. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how it was with um, Greater Than Plains. The uh, uh, Most of the album, uh, Justin had cut uh, as a different band name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was Justin France and something. And then we became Greater Than Plains whenever yeah. the rest of us joined the band. Nice. And uh, then, oh, go ahead. You've got some of your original music on Spotify as well, right? Uh, no, it is not actually on Spotify oh, yet. Okay. I'm working on it. You have a CD. Because I do. I gave you a CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, CD? Yeah. I know. Well, and that what was fun about that was was as I got Com- that back, we did a comedy Com- Christmas compact disc. Di- I think it's disc. I'm not sure. I'll check. Compact I'll check. It says it on it. I'll let you know. <laughs> it's just a bunch of tiny dicks. I tiny got that. Dicks. We did a, a Christmas gift exchange a few years back, and I right. got that. And it was a couple other items. Great shirt from when you you, you had some shirts with your face on it, which I uh, I still love. Uh, it's not on my dartboard, I swear. Uh, the, um, <laughs> That's the, not nice. But the CD, I, I, it was sitting on a shelf forever, and it was neat to see my buddy's CD and you know have it up in my room as kind of decoration. But then I bought my mom a CD player because she's old school. She likes the old school tech. And, and I love I, the CDs so are old school. I know, school, it's so right? fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, I remember still, uh, I remember being like one of the last people in my like peer group to get a CD player. Yeah. So, like, the fact that it's now so outdated. Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't put in a CD in. Well, and we were all young. We all remember when it debuted. We all remember when C- we made the switch from C- cassette to CD, you know? So, like, that was the new thing. Right. Coming up when I was 10, 12 years old, I was cool because I was into <laughs> CDs. Yep. Yeah. 
You know, so there's a making mix CDs for your friends and shit. That was a little. It was a little later, but there was a little part of me that still thinks I'm that cool guy. I hear you. I'm but, sorry. But so anyway, so I was testing out the CD player, uh, and I popped in the CD. I hadn't listened to it yet, and. Uh, and, and you know, because I did it, but I, I blew you up because I was so fucking impressed. <laughs> like, I know you're talented, but I was like, this is exactly the kind of, like, old school country that I'm into. And, yeah. Or, at, at the time, it was not considered old school. Right. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good stuff. So I had to, to blow you up and say, sorry it took me so damn long to listen to your Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to get it over on Spotify, just throw it up there just so it can be found if somebody wants to hear it. Um, uh, hopefully that'll get done within the next six months or so. Cool. But if you're looking for it, that'll be under Ross Parsons. Okay. You can throw it up on YouTube too, man. Yeah, I probably ought to. Yeah, man. Probably ought to. Yep. And then in the meantime, of course, plenty of great music with you and Kevin Price and the rest you of do, the band. Uh, you do uh, each track, right? And then you make a, a playlist of the whole thing. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do that. There you time. go. Yeah. yeah. Get a little graphic. Lesson, yeah. Album cover, email, where to send You need money. help with graphics. Holler. I'm becoming more of a Luddite every day. All of us. What's that mean? Ty, that's uh, a tech dummy. Oh, okay. That's when the, the tech moves on beyond us. Like, okay, oh. uh, think about how you use TikTok. Yeah. There you I go. Don't, I don't use TikTok. I know, because I keep sending you shit that you don't check. I am sorry. <laughs> Very funny videos. Honestly. Some of them will anger you politically, which I know you love. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I love getting mad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I therefore I finally like unperved my TikTok and then I just kind of like stopped opening it. Yeah, that was it. You were done. Uh, I was like, ah, these videos of people scaring each other are great. <laughs> but yeah, so that's some of the places that they can catch it, catch you. There's some good shark videos on there too. There are. Yeah, I like. I don't know why, but I'm like, I love the idea of of looking at at the things that I'm super fucking scared of. You afraid of sharks? Baby shark, do 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 do. That's, yeah, that's, that's a terrifying. Shark I'm afraid baby of. sharks. No, I I actually I love sharks. I I got to swim with sharks years ago uh, off the coast of Florida, uh, but lemon sharks, nothing sure. fancy, nothing. But super. Uh, still, very scary. You fuck yeah. Even even the they small got ones real, are scary. Real, real powerful jaws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even the small ones are. Bites. It's, it's in yeah. the name of the movie. So I, yeah, how I love strong sharks. their jaws are. That's, that was a key part. That's why. That's why that movie wasn't called Finn. Teeth. <laughs> it wasn't just called Teeth. <laughs> the jaws is the threatened part. Yeah, like teeth on a really weak jaw. That's not. That's nothing. What the you gonna, jaws with a muscle gonna, is. It's gonna be scratchy. You could gum a man to death. That's we got strong jaw. It's right. true. Absolutely. Yeah. I look at the hippo. It's got two giant teeth, but yet how many things does it kill a year? Oh all yeah. You ever see that thing oh, smash a, a, a melon? Yeah. Imagine that was your. Cranium. Yeah, yeah. Smush. It's, it's, it's been craniums. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> um, so we got... Uh, well, any picks? Yeah, Anything I was going to say any... Watch and like listen a, to? Oh, things I've been watching and listening to. Um, oh, gosh. What have I been listening to lately? I've been listening to a lot of old stuff lately because we've been playing a lot of old stuff. That's cool. Kevin, nice. Kevin and I have been kicking around this idea, and he's going to kill me if we actually do it because I that means I've told about it before he got to. Uh, but kicking around the idea of a band called uh, the Jake Breaks okay. and doing all old school trucker songs. Oh wow! Like okay. Phantom Three Hundred Nine and Teddy Bear, okay. and all these old old things. Convoy, the convoy, of course. yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, because that's a have to. But all these found down. Eastbound and down, absolutely. Loaded up and trucking, but okay. but do We're it. We're gonna do what they say can't be done. We got a long way to go. All this <laughs> and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound. You just watch old bandit run. See, oh, okay. 
Um, I know it because of me first in the Gimme Gimme's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to do to do something like that and uh, and and do it as a character band. Okay. So That's every fun. every person in the band would have a character name and just as a completely goof thing. That's fun. So I've been listening to a lot of old trucker songs. All right, cool, man. <laughs> nice. I'm uh, I'm 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 quickly recovering if, and I'm officially a free agent. If you need a rhythm guitar, another nice. another instrument of any. Of any sort, give me a shout. I'm I'm very much looking to get back out there again. We we will bore you half to death compared to your uh, your more punk stuff that you like. Uh, That's okay. Do, I I like to play I music. We do. That's three the thing chords. about me is that I am um, I'm a lot more uh, versatile when it comes to playing music than listening to music. I get that. I get that. See, I'm I'm just the other way around. But then again, I, I I say that, and I listen to a ton of genres. I just I find like two or three, three to five maybe tops groups in every genre that I like, and then I'm like, no, I'm done. I like those. Those <laughs> yeah. are the ones I like. These are the ones I'm sticking with. Exactly. I like a little bit of everything. Kind of. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Hilton, what do you got? Uh, well, obviously, you always got to talk about Starlight Comedy Night. We got another great one coming up December 9th. We're going to have Tony DeLadernier, who's been here on the show. We're going to have my good friend G.K. Palmer. Always happy to see him on stage. It's been way too long since I've shared a stage with him. Glad to have him back and introduce him to the Starlight stage. And then, of course, one of our favorites, uh, a new Oktoberfest MC and just an all-around very funny comic, Shauna Blake, coming uh, back yes. to the Starlight. Been a year since we've had her on that stage. Nice. So thrilled. Of course, you'll have Laura and I as well. And uh, CR, you and I have been in talks to get you back there. So yeah, we'll hopefully there we soon. can make a date work before too long. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen soon. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, do not forget all the other great shows we have on OLEministries.com, uh, including the People Person Paper podcast, where Brian Sittler and I are going through every episode of the NBC sit. Com, the Office. I was going to say something else there, but I didn't. Uh, we've got 80 episodes in the can. You can hear at least 20 or so of them, and we're working our way through season five, and uh, this week will be uh, the introduction of Prince Charles Minor, so big changes happening at Dunder Mifflin. You do not want to miss it. Nice. What about Very you? Very cool. Boy, I got nothing. Oh, I got my uh, got my wrist brace on for another week. Then uh, after that, I'll be free to do uh, any and all activities that don't cause me pain, uh, which means that I am going to get back to practicing. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be playing a lot of music. And um, picks. Uh, Becky and I just started. It's got a couple seasons down now, but we just finished season one of Mr. Mercedes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's on Peacock. Um, I believe it might be on Hulu as well, but I don't know. But it's um, it's uh, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, it's okay. a Stephen King joint. Oh, okay. Uh, it is pretty rad. Uh, it's good. I like it so far. Uh, but I think there's three seasons, and we just finished season one. Nice. Uh, and I really like it. Um, and then if you haven't checked it out, man, uh, Past Lives by L.S. Dunes, that new album. Um, okay. By yeah. that that new sort of super group, if you will. Um, it's fucking great. I, I can't stop listening to it. I really love it. Uh, it's just, um, it's unique, but also familiar. Okay. It's, it's got that cool, like, it, it feels like something you've been with before, but it also feels very new. 
Uh, as I get old and scared of change, that is good for me. Yes, so, yeah, that's what I that's what I like too. You know, uh, I don't have any picks, so I'm going to throw in one more plug actually because I didn't think it. of it before, and uh, it's going to be a kick-ass show. We want to make sure and get some folks out there because every month after month after month, Brett Jeffries' Riff Show is killing it up at Heirloom Ales nice. uh, down near Admiral Lewis. Uh, next one is going to be December 3rd. So come spend two weekends with me. Come up to Heirloom, check out Brett's Riff Show with me and a lineup of fantastic comics, uh, and then, of course, come out to the 9th to the Starlight. Yeah, the one the one time I did his, it was the October show, and um, and it uh, so they most of the topics were Halloween themed, nice. right? So there was like bones and skeletons and spooks and ghosts and ghouls, and uh, I got booze, <laughs> booze, big drinker, Mike Zampino, booze. I was yes. like, God damn it, yeah. <laughs> the one topic. <clears throat> I mean, of course, I had a story on deck, but yeah, sure. still. It wasn't funny though. It yeah, was, exactly. It was suddenly turned to an AA meeting, and we all, <laughs> we all shared our personal stories. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that. What was that? The the it could be worse hotline. Yeah, it could always be worse. <laughs> we called it. Unfortunately, it was uh, to join this conference call. Uh, please enter your code at the beep. We gotta get in that fucking conference call, Hilton. Gotta get that code. It's the last thing we do. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>